entrepreneurs will save the world. We chat with successful entrepreneurs who share their journey and the lessons learned along the way. The Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast is edutaining, leaving you with actionable advice to transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. Our conversations are for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. We focus on the mindset shifts entrepreneurs make to increase their influence and impact in the world. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by Perfect Publishing. Perfect Publishing is a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing is sharing a project of hope called The Dose of Hope. We carefully chose heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at addvalue2life.com slash dose. addvalue2life.com slash dose. My guest today is Rob Howes. Rob is a businessman, philanthropist, musician, podcaster, husband, and father that loves technology. Over the past 20 years, he's had the pleasure of serving in leadership roles for various sectors, from corporate to nonprofit. He has experience in marketing, promotions, public relations, public speaking, business development, and business automation. Rob Howes and Robert really hit it off and talk about mind, body, and soul alignment and the importance of helping people grow. There is extreme power in listening and tapping into other people's hearts and forgiveness. Speak words of life, and every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Well, Rob, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to have this conversation, and I've actually been looking forward to it all week. Oh, I've been looking forward to it, man. <laughs> all right, Rob, typically I just let my guests share their own entrepreneurial journey and what uh, got them to where they are, kind of, and what they're doing today. Well, my journey really started... I think the moment I was born, honestly, is I was on a mission. And I've always been on a mission to create and build and learn, grow, and do it on my own. <laughs> I was very self-sufficient. Uh, and those are kind of the elements of an entrepreneur. You know, so honestly, solving problems is something that always interests me. And solving problems that hinder the humans is even more interesting especially kids. And so I found myself always, you know, being involved with creative initiatives and ideas, programs, companies, or what have you that either supported developing people's minds, how they think, their perspective, their bodies, what they eat, working out, fitness, their souls, you know, the spirit. I mean, all of those areas, they matter. So I, I, I found myself, uh, you know, Dibbling and dabbling in all of them. I mean, literally, from personal training to pastoring to building companies to running nonprofits, it's been fun. You know, it's not always ups, uh, but it's way more up than now. <laughs> well, I think if you always have ups, you wouldn't understand that they were ups because you you don't experience the down. <laughs> it yep. doesn't feel like up. It just feels like ugh. exactly. Hundred percent perspective comes from the polarity. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what was what was some of the challenges in in accomplishing what your mission and accomplishing what God created you to accomplish. You know, first of all, working with other people is a thing, and. There's a lot of elements to that thing. And if you don't know exactly who you are or what it is you're trying to accomplish exactly, you're going to attract people who don't necessarily fit the mold for where you are. But you only get to learn that by the experience. So the, the greatest thing, I, I would say challenge, but greatest learning lessons is how to work with people, how to understand them right, and how to lead and not by being out front and telling them what to do, but by example and through, I call it empathetic, you know, empathetic listening is very good. <laughs> it's very good. 
because people feel as if they're being heard. The moment people feel as if they're being heard, they become different individuals. Mm. You know, and so the difference between a person who's not being heard and a person who is being heard is the difference between a company who's in business and not in business. I just tell you that. And so work with people, you know, and then also, you know, finding my own self. And you're always finding yourself. You're always growing and evolving and developing, but being being comfortable with who you are, where you are. That's a big one, Robert. Big. Because uh, grass is always greener. <laughs> the Joneses are making something really tasty today. You know, they got it going on. The Joneses always got the green grass. <laughs> but if you just take a look at your grass for a minute, you know, you will start to appreciate the greenery you currently have. And you'll find out your grass is pretty green. And you can get it greener. Hmm. Wait a minute. So I think that can go along with that one. So perspective. <laughs> You know, perspective. So it's my, the, the relationships with people, but also having that perspective that allows me to look at things objectively. So let's dig a little into, into knowing yourself and, and knowing, you know, what you're supposed to do, knowing or, or digging in. I, I believe purpose is something that's, you know, part of our DNA. It's part mm -hmm. of, part of, it's born inside of us, but yeah. how do we, how do we find it? That's a beautiful question. I wrote a book called Purpose Search like seven years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wrote the book because I was supposed to do a TED Talk called Purpose Search, but something happened. So I prepared the TED Talk. I recorded it. Never actually got to the TED Talk. But, hey, turned it into a book. So it worked out fine. Right? <laughs> and so Purpose Search, the reason I wrote it is because that's the number one thing people are looking for. Their purpose. Every single human wants to live to their fullest potential. It doesn't matter what you do, how you do, who you voted for or didn't. Your highest self you're looking for. How do you get there? Here's a shortcut. It's a shortcut. It's a shortcut. Still more work to do, but here's a shortcut. First, think about what you love. Like what actually turns your light bulbs on? What can you get inspired about? Like what really moves you? Think about that. Once you think about that, then the second thing, there's only two to it. The second thing is see how you can take that thing that turns your lights on so much, so bright, and see how you can bring value to the lives of others. Two things. Find something you love and find how to serve with it. Okay, that's a shortcut to the purpose. It's a shortcut because if you, if you love it, then obviously it's, driving you, it's fulfilling you, it's inspiring you, it's enthusiasm from within in you, right? And if you can serve people with it, well, hey, I mean, I think when you become fishers of men, I think when you become a supporter of others, I think a rising tide lifts all ships, Robert. So, you know, I think you're on the right, on the right path. <laughs> well, absolutely. I, I'm a firm believer that entrepreneurs are just living out that, that idea, right? Discover mm -hmm. their purpose and then how do you apply that to others? How do you how do you serve others with that, or how do you solve problems for others? Yeah, um, with that. So that's mm -hmm. so powerful. Uh, so the second part I want to dig into a little bit is relationships. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you you talked about helping people feel heard. So I, I want to dig a little into you know the value of human connection and and making you know making real connections. Obviously, entrepreneurs. They get involved in networking and they go to these meetings and they meet people, they shake hands, they, they exchange business cards. But let's talk about real connection. You know, real connection comes down to what we just said earlier about purpose and bringing value to others. That real connection is when you can actually bring value to other people. When, you, when you're intentionally wanting to bring value to other people, when you're intentionally wanting to see them better off. Like that's how relationships are really built. Relationships are built when people feel as if they're heard, loved, cared for, right? Because then they open up and that creates dialogue and conversation. And when you can get dialogue and conversation in that kind of nurturing, nurturing environment, now you got some real fruit growing, right? Now the seeds really have all the things they need to begin to grow into the, into the good fruit. 
And so relationships in business and relationships outside of business, you know, it's all the, the same key ingredients are necessary. It's what's helped me in business. And it's also what's helped me in marriage. Okay. You know, relationships, listening, you'd be amazed how powerful listening is. I mean, you'd be amazed just what it can do. People don't know. They really don't know because we always got, we have so much to say. We got so much to talk about. But if we pause, if we could just pause for a second, I call it a power pause. Five seconds in, five seconds out. Slow yourself down and listen. What you'll, what you'll see is that you'll start to hear things and feel things you haven't really heard and felt before because people will start to react different to you. It's an energy when people will feel heard and appreciated and then the conversation is elevated. And now you're the person who, you did this. You're the one who did this. You cultivated that. What kind of relationship are you going to, how better is the relationship going to be on those kind of terms? Mm. You know, two ears, one mouth, twice as much listening. I don't know. Do the math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the, the creator's design, but I'm not sure that everybody follows the manual. No, not at all. It's like we got eight miles in two years. We talk a lot. We talk a lot. We do. <laughs> so let's talk about those relationships when they when they're broken. Let's talk about forgiveness. Mm. Ooh, that is a good F word there. That's the best F word, I think, in the entire dictionary. I'm telling you right now, uh, because the power of forgiveness, this is like, you could speak on this for, for years. You can preach on this for years. Just, you can talk about how good forgiveness is. Let me shorten it though. I think I heard Wayne Dyer say something like people get, bit by a snake and they're holding on to the resentment and the resentment is the poison that's going through their veins and forgiveness allows that poison to flow through you and the other person because holding on to whatever you're holding on to is literally the poison. See, it's not the snake bite that kills us. It's the poison that's flowing through our veins and the, the venom that's flowing through. So yeah, you got bit. Yeah, somebody did you wrong. They cursed you out. They did say something wrong on social media. They did something. Draw the line, they did something. But it was an event. You holding on to it is the poison still within you. And guess what? They probably forgot about it. So forgiveness allows that poison to release from you. It allows that stress to release from you. It allows you to forgive the other person and yourself and to move free from the event. Because here's the deal. If you don't forgive, you have this event currently all we have it with you. I'm going to get neurological for a second. So in your brain, ladies and gentlemen, you have these neurons and they're firing and wiring depending on what you're doing. And when you think of certain things that make you feel bad, right? You let, you let off certain chemicals, right? Those chemicals start to then make you feel a certain way, right? When you think about this event, it literally starts to depreciate your wellness. Okay. Every time you think about that, it then re-triggers in fires and wires the same neurological pathways giving you the same stresses. Now you have stress, stress building up, and that becomes like a dis-ease, which becomes disease. Mm. You see, mm -hmm. so forgiveness is not just good for them, it's good for you. <laughs> Physically, mentally, spiritually, hopefully, soulfully. So so let's dig a little deeper because I think one of the misconceptions, and I think religion has had a big part in that, is that forgiveness is about both people and forgiveness is about letting that other person off the hook. Um, or that you have to you have to reach out to that person to to experience forgiveness or, or to allow forgiveness. And, and I think you mentioned some really good things, right? Forgiveness is that resentment is poison inside of you. Mm -hmm. 
And so forgiveness is something inside of you (laughs) that you've got to take care of regardless of what Mm. happens with that other person. Yeah, man, that's good. That's good, Robert. It is. It's it's an inside job, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I I call it a you and you deal. You and you deal. I like that one, man. Yeah. So, so the challenge I think is so many people think that, that they can hold on to resentment and they can hold on to this bad relationship. You know, I work with clients and he says, well, you know, my, my relationship with my dad doesn't impact my business. Hmm. They just, they just don't understand how it works. You know, it's like, that makes sense. I got you. You're like, yep. You got your logical mind here. Yep. You're right. And you're thinking, but I'm going to just break it down for you. Your logical mind has 10% control of your life. All right. The other 90% is your subconscious mind. Everything you're not looking at is what's running your life. This is the way it works. Not no opinions. No, it's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Yeah. That's just the way it is, man. Beautiful song. And so if you can get that and just accept that, now you can do something with that. You get that, you know, but people, they think this 10% because, you know, we're driving, we're thinking, we're make, building the business, our conscious mind, we, we're doing, we, we believe we're the ones steering the ship. No, you're not. Look at an iceberg. You look at the iceberg, a little bit is up top. You've seen the pictures all over the internet. A little picture up top, 10%. Underneath is what struck the Titanic, you know? Boom, sunk. You know, what, what sunk the Titanic was somebody saying that God couldn't sink this ship. That's where you went wrong, okay? Don't ever say that, especially not out loud, okay? But back to the subject. (laughs) What would you do that for? That is crazy to me. (laughs) And and second of all, I'm not getting on any ship that somebody just said that about. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, man. Anyway, conscious mind, 10%. You're building your business with this. I know. You're doing a wonderful job, but there's 90% that you need to understand. So you got to deal with all that stuff. You got to look at all your past. You got to talk to your inner child. It's some real stuff. Go back and talk to the inner child. My wife did some work like that with someone, a spiritual healer. And she went and started talking to her seven-year-old self. And she talked to her seven-year-old self. And her seven-year-old self felt a certain kind of way about her mom. And she went back and she talked to her seven-year-old self. And she and she told her seven-year-old self, you're forgiven. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Sounds weird. But when she did it, something released in her. Seriously, chemically, mentally, emotionally, realfully. So it goes to tell you there's some stuff underneath the surface we don't really know about. We should check, we should check it out. We should, we should inspe- we should inspect the deck. <laughs> Man, I, I love I love where you're going. So I, I want to dig in even further into this this 90%, right? I, I I've even heard as much as 95% of our life of our decisions, of our choices is being controlled by our subconscious mind. Why are we letting that subconscious mind run the ship? And how, how do we take control of it? Oh, I love this, man. I can talk about this all day. I love it, man. So why? Because we're, we're, we're conscious human beings. So we're, we're, we're look, whatever we're looking at and doing, that's our conscious mind. And it's running. It, we, we feel like we're running the show, but what we don't understand is the moment we were born, the moment we were born, the recorder turned on. And the recorder recorded everything. As a matter of fact, everything you ever did is in here still. You only can get to certain parts now, but it's there. And what's happening is we're acting through it now. But here's the deal. You can then begin to put new things on the recorder. So you can begin to speak certain things. You can begin to think certain ways, watch certain books. You can begin to start to rewire. And it's called neuroplasticity. It gives, us, it gives us the ability to do that. It can change at any time, right? So the point is this. Yeah, call it 95% is ran by the, by the program, but that 5% control you have control of, you can then begin to intentionally put the programs you want into your subconscious. And you are a bad somebody when you realize that you have the power and potentiality to start to change your subconscious programming. Like when you understand that, Things just start to change because you're attracting everything to you but based off who you are. And if you're walking around thinking you're one thing and you're really not, that's also what causes depression and people to start feeling uh, disconnect because they are disconnected from themselves. 
So let's make let's bring the sun out, okay? Because it is a sunny day. It is a sunny day. You can take control of your life just by one, taking a power pause, which is five seconds in through the nose, five seconds out through the mouth. Realize that what you think about expands. Think positive thoughts. Surround yourself with people who are going to move you in the direction you want to move into. Introspect. Introspect every single day, meaning review your life, review, and then see what you like and what you don't like. What feels good? What doesn't feel good? What's higher vibrating? What's lower vibrating? What's lower and higher vibration is feeling. That's all. What makes you feel good? What makes you not? Notice it. Just by that act of mindfulness, mindfulness gives you the control because we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, right? Think about this, 60 to 70,000 cars on the highway of your mind, okay? Driving up and down, honking a horn, yelling out explicits, all kinds of stuff is happening everywhere. When you do a power pause and clear your mind of everything, you clear the highway. How much better are you off if you can clear the highway for a second? Now you can begin, oh, wait a minute, I don't need that car on the highway. I'm going to get you out of there. All right, get him out of there, right? Send the, woo, woo, pull him over, get him off the road, right? But you can't do that unless you take a pause, the power pause, and introspect. Self-reflect, course correct, and humility. Those, those, they go together. It's called a fulfillment formula. I started writing a book, and then I stopped, you know? So it's just right now it's just YouTube videos with self-reflection, course correction, and humility, the fulfillment formula. These three ingredients will get you fulfillment in anything you want in life, anything in life, business, relationships, self-reflection, self-reflect on what's going on, introspect, course correct, which means once you've introspected and now you can change directions and adjust, and humility. When you, when you look through eyes of humility, it gives you that perspective you need to see what you need to see, not what you want to see. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's a big thing because we want to see what we want to see. But through the eyes of humility, you know, we see what we need to see. You know what I'm going to do, Robert? I'm going, this is, I'm going to do this I'm, soon. It's going to cost some money. So I'm waiting for the QLA. It's coming real soon because I want to give a slice of humble pie to everyone in the world. <laughs> a little slice, a little, a little keychain. You get a keychain or in a car for free. Everyone gets it. Everyone gets a slice. If you keep that, it's like a little reminder every now and then. And I'm gonna have five of them, by the way. Okay, I'm gonna have one, one on my my, my belt buckle, uh, one on my keychain, one on my mirror, and uh, I'm just gonna throw the other two somewhere so I can just randomly see it. You just need one that that just pops up on the phone. It's the screen lock lock screen on the phone says humble. Oops. I like that. That's be, what I'm talking about. Be humble. Be humble. And then, and then that's the little pie you could send that that screen lock screen. You could send that to a million, two million, billion people without you know even having to produce it. It's that's just the digital. It's why I love this. This what I'm talking about. See right here, right here. The people like you, it's like you gotta be, be around. It's like that kind of stuff to me. I have goosebumps right now, right? Because I'm simplicity is look at the name here. The company simply automate simplicity, and what you just did, like. I love that. I'm like, yep. You know, of course, I still like the pie. I probably, I'm still going to do it. But you know what? I don't have to wait now. <laughs> I can do that right now. And I've been thinking about it. I had this idea for two or three years. <laughs> I love it. We're going to make it happen now. We're going to have a humble pie screen lock. Oh, man. Here's the thing. Right. I'm, I'm loving this. I, I love. So, so one of the things, that awareness, right, that, that self-reflection. A lot of people I are stuck what I call below the line of courage, right? So mm. below the line of courage, they're they're a victim. You know, God God doesn't like them. God's punishing them. They they don't feel like they deserve. You know, they're they're down here in that that shame and guilt vibration. Um, they feel like the whole world's against them. Why do all these bad things happen to me? How do we shift them out of this below the line of courage and help them get to you know, that, that positive space that, that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good, Robert. That's good, man. And so, so, so many folks are having a tough time with that. And, and really, you know, everything we say, we're, we, we say the same thing just in different ways. Like every answer is really kind of the same, 
right? But it's in a different way. And this one comes down to words, right? And so words of affirmation to yourself or we'll call them, you know, words of life or words of death, right? Cool. right? That's great. Yeah. And so every word you speak is a seed that you plant. In every, I just saw this on a video. I'm not sure who said it, but he said, he said, um, every action you take is a vote for the person that you want to be. Oof. I said, wow, another one. See, goosebumps again. I said, holy moly. Then I started thinking, you know, the per, so the person who shows up, don't be mad about that because you voted for them. But guess what, everybody? You can vote again. <laughs> Votes are always coming. Everything you speak out is going to become something. Whatever you speak comes to light. It comes to pass. So the person who's feeling low, number one, check your vocabulary. And if you are not speaking words that are edifying yourself and uplifting yourself, then that's where we're going to start. We're not going anywhere else. Right here. That's square one. Because you don't do that, you can forget about it. You'll self-sabotage the heck out of yourself. Not even knowing. Right? And so... Words, affirmation, speak words of life to yourself, to light yourself up. Two, make sure you stay around people who are doing that, okay? Be around, because you can speak all the words of life and sing Kumbaya, and then just get torn apart as soon as you get in your crew, in your, in your, in your clique or your tribe or, your, or whoever you're hanging out with. And so it's important to surround yourself with the people who are going to lift you too. Remember, a rising tide lifts all the ships. But people who throw the stones will definitely break your house, right? So, <laughs> so let's so let's dig into that. Let's dig into the relationships, and I think you know the idea of boundaries is is really important. Mm. And a lot of us have relationships, including family members, um, including friends, people we've met in networking, that are are aren't believe like they don't believe, right? The minute you tell them, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a million dollars this year," mm. and and they're like. <laughs> Who are you? Mm -hmm. Like, how are you? What? Yeah, that's not possible. Right. right? And they're and they're dream killers. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the boundaries in relationships and, and really being intentional about who you surround yourself with. Listen, it's it's uh there's nothing you can do. You are your environment. I don't care who you are, you are your environment. You can be as positive as you want, but you environment is going to constrict you to a certain component, just how it is. Right. It's come down to even you, you understand this when it comes down to genetics and, and epigenetics. We for years, we thought all things were passed. Diseases were passed through the genes. Now they're finding out that 95 percent is not. It's epigenetics. What's above the gene, meaning the environment, the people, the places, the things that you're doing. That's what contributes to you being who you are. It's the same with you as a person. And so you surround yourself with people who are going to lift you up and pour into you. And if you have a vision or a dream, you don't. Give your gallon-sized dream to pint-sized people. I saw that from oh. Oprah. I got it from Oprah. I, I did. I did. I just heard it yesterday, by the way. Say, yeah, we'll we'll give her credit. Give we'll her even credit. send her a copy. <laughs> yes. Yes. You don't want to give your gallon-sized dreams to pint-sized people. And nothing against those people. They're just not qualified. We want to qualify people. In marketing, we, we want to get qualified leads. Meaning we want customers who fit the mold of what we have to offer, right? So it could be of interest to them. Well, think of, think of when you generate leads in your life the same way, <laughs> okay? You want to have qualified people. You know, you want to share your dreams and visions with qualified people. And not, you can still hang out. We don't have, you know, sometimes you got to have Thanksgiving dinner with people, you know? <laughs> sometimes it's a must, but you don't have to share you share with people who are going to lift you up. You're going to share with folks who are going to flame your fire, right? They're going to flame it. They're going to flame it. Help you. I think Will Smith said that. <laughs> I feel bad for that guy, man. I wish he just took power pause, Will. Oh. <laughs> that came in so handy, man. Oh, but yeah, anyway, I, you know? I bet he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. He will he'll be fine. He will for sure, man. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson, available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R 2, 
empower2dream.com. That's empower2dream.com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So you, you mentioned you mentioned generating leads. You mentioned building an audience. Mm -hmm. What what tools are effective for for building an audience, creating a following of of those qualified leads? Well, first, a, a landing page. Um, a landing page is is something that basically portrays your gifts and offerings and values to the world. Your value proposition, right? Whatever that is, and you want to make sure that whatever you have. So it's number one know who your target is, who they are, two, where they are, and then three, what do they want to see? What's of value to them? What's of interest to them? Really? Really? Okay. And then four, have a call to action so they can leave their contact information, name, number, and email so you can do the next one, which is follow-up and fulfillment. And it's the same way everywhere, <laughs> all around the world, but you got to do it right. You got to know who you're, who, who is that person that you're speaking to? And what and where are they? What platform? What are they doing? Like, and what do they want? And so to get qualified leads, you have to be able to you qualify yourself by first showing up with the right stuff. The right stuff, baby. <laughs> so so let's talk about that right stuff. Let's mm -hmm. talk about character and, and authenticity, right? So many people obviously building internet businesses and, and they want to be Dean Graziosi or, or uh, <laughs> you know, Tony Robbins or, you know, their whoever their guru is. Right. They want to they want to build their business and, and have all they have. And so they start acting like them. Exactly. <clears throat> Let's talk about the, the ability, the, 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 the right, the value of being authentic. Well, you know. Humans, no matter what you think you're trying to pull off on them, like they can detect it. You know, they may get some get it sooner than later, you know, some get it faster than others. But like humans want other humans. They want to be around other people who are acting like humans, who are real people, meaning is what I'm saying. They want to be around real people. And so you can only go so far trying to be somebody else or be what you're not. It, it just the way it is. That's the life. That's the that's the lifespan in the world of being a human, right? You live out your life, but if you live it, if you live it as someone else or something else, it's gonna be heartache and hard stops and disappointments. But 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 if you live out your life, if you just live out who you are, right? What happens is when you show up like you, whatever that is, you may think you're a mess. Show up however you are. What's going to happen is that authenticity, people are going to feel it. Okay. They're going to feel it. And what happens is a couple things. Some want to come and buy your stuff. Some now have been inspired and now they start living out more of their own life because you've inspired them to be more of them. That happens. Like, like whenever I watch Lisa Nichols, like I always feel like, man, I was kind of really feel like living out my life right now, you know, just because the way she lives out her life. And then when you see that truth, you know, truth vibrates at the highest frequency. Everything on the, in the whole universe vibrates. It has a vibrancy and truth vibrates at the highest frequency. So does love. Interesting. Truth and love mm -hmm. is the same thing. So if you can vibrate at the highest frequency, ladies and gentlemen, wouldn't that be the number choice? That'd be the number one choice on Family Feud, right? Bing, bing, bing. Boom, truth and love vibrate at the highest frequency. And why would you want to vibrate at the highest frequency? Because you're going to attract at the highest frequency. Come on. Come on. Now, wait a minute. What's frequency? Well, everything in the whole universe has a vibration to it. You, your words, your thoughts, skin, this computer, everything. And the higher the vibration, all right, don't we want to go higher? Where, where we think heaven is? Well, how are things today? They're looking up. Like everything up is good. I feel like that's a, like I'm feeling good, right? I'm up. What happens in the morning? You get up. So I think we want to get up. So truth, love, it's the best way to go because we just talked about it. <laughs> so so I, I love that we mentioned, you know, people living on those lower frequencies, right? Shame and guilt um, are definitely down there at the bottom, right? Sadness. Mm -hmm. You know, victims pretty much, you know, mm. are, are down there. Yeah. And 
and trying to help people understand that it's it's one choice. One choice. One choice, right? I get to choose. And really the choice, the very first choice is that I'm responsible for how I feel. Mm. And I get to choose. The Big. world's not choosing for me. Nope. The, the circumstances around me aren't choosing for me. Mm. God's not choosing for me. Mm-mm. Free will. I've, I've got free will to choose. Mm. And if I can choose, why wouldn't I choose joy, love, peace? Come on. Right? Yes. And so, so helping people believe that they have that power, that they mm. have the choice, that you're yeah. one choice, you're one decision away from feeling better. Yep. One. That is Choose. so wonderful, man. That is, and that's the way I'm rolling. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to simplify it even more. You're just one choice away. I, guess, I know it feels like a big old mountain. One choice. And really is. I remember being in depression. I remember, this, I mean, it was just, oh my goodness. I mean, it was tremendous. I just, I couldn't understand how the mind, how it could do such things make you feel just so horrible, so extra. And I couldn't stop it. That was That's what would bother me. I could not stop it. And then I saw my friend, Terrence, Facebook Live, random. He was talking about getting up, you know, and every challenge is another opportunity. I said, what? Nothing. Why does that make sense to me? Why did that get me out? Because of how I'm wired. Another challenge is an opportunity. Ah. So when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. As my first mentor, Dr. Wayne Dyer, the first thing I ever learned, first thing I ever learned, and wow, it literally, we're talking about a thing changing you instantly, and that's what happened to me. I was at a low state, age 25, a low, low state, at the end of the rope for me. And my friend gave me a Dr. Wayne Dyer tape. I put it in. I heard, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I promise you. On my left arm, right arm, instantly, whew, I went from here to there. It was crazy. I said, "What in the heck just happened?" And from there, from twenty-five on, I never stopped doing personal development. Never, <laughs> I never stopped because I said, "This is what you do." Thinking. So, point is this: when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So, think about what you're thinking about. You know. And I'm not sure where this started from, but I know we're talking about perspective. <laughs> did I answer? Could that answer a question, or was that just a good old rant? <laughs> it was a combination. Okay, it was like a it was like a a left jab and a right hook. <laughs> good, I did, I did that too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so so the choice, right? So one of the one of the power tools in changing your vibration hmm. is gratitude. Ooh. So tell me about gratitude in Rob Howe's life. My goodness. You see that back there? Can you see that? You'll have to describe it for us. It says thankful. Uh, it says thankful. And it says uh, grateful, blessed. You know, we got these words all over the house here. You know, thankful and blessed. Uh, a lot of blessings around here. You know. Gratitude determines your attitude, which ultimately determines your altitude. That was um, Les Brown. And so gratitude determines your attitude, which ultimately does determine, again, your altitude, your frequency, how high or how low you're going to be. And why, why, why does that work this way? The way we're designed, okay, if we know the highest frequency is love, Gratitude is the road to it. Oh. That's now just, you're speaking. I love that one. That, and, that, and that's just what it is. I mean, real easy. Gratitude is the road to love. And so as long as you stay grateful about the things that you, that you have, the people that are around you, and the experiences that you had the opportunity to even experience, even if they weren't the ones that you really feel like you're going to write home about, right? Every experience creates the wonderful person that's here today. So let's talk about experiences because we've talked about words and we've talked about 
those vibrational frequencies and the words you use. Let's talk about the stories we tell ourselves about experiences. Mm. I heard a stat the other day that 70% of the stories we tell ourselves are not even true. It's like, huh? How could that be? Yeah, because we tell ourselves negative stories about things and we just keep replaying it. It becomes like that telephone game we played as kids. <laughs> you know, one person says to the next person, the next person says to the next person. By the time you get around to the last person, the word has completely changed to something that is not supposed to be said in public, right? It's like, <laughs> what happened, right? <laughs> uh, what was the question again? We were talking about story and, and the, the so, story you tell so, yourself. And the stories we tell ourselves is super important. And we tell the same negative story over and over and over again. So again, what we do is we become mindful of the stories we're saying, okay? Just become mindful of it. It's fine. Just be my, oh, I'm telling that story? Okay, well, Take note that story. Now ask yourself, do you like that story? Okay. All right. Well, you don't have to keep the story. We think we got to keep everything. You don't have to keep it. You can rewrite any story. Right. And if it's not helping you, if you're not, if it's not supporting you, then I would definitely get rid of it because you don't have that much time. You know I mean? We got a lot of time, but not that much. Right. So tell the stories that are going to help you tell the story you want, you know? Well, I think one of the challenges people believe that if they change the story, they're changing history or the, and, and you can't change the event, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you can change the way you talk to yourself about it. Mm. Mm. You can't change the event. No, you cannot, but you can change the way you talk to yourself about it. And you can, change your perspective about it change that's right you change you know? your perspective by changing the story mm -hmm. yeah yeah super yeah, so terrible things happen to good people no doubt terrible terrible things have happened to people you know traumas and abuse and and all of these things but if you choose to be a victim if you choose to stay a victim you will always be a victim yep and people will see you as a victim yeah but if you choose to change the story and be mm. a victor and find the positive in a terrible, terrible thing, even mm. in the worst things, right? Mm. We can't undo those things. We can't, un no, nobody can undo it and take it away. Just like slavery, right? We, this whole movement of trying to take away slavery. Guess what? You can't take it away. We can't undo it. Mm -mm. It's a done deal. Mm hmm but we can change the stories that we tell and, and how we, we, we represent, yeah. you know, the people that are involved in those stories. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the piece that people are missing, right? They, yeah. They're so stuck on the idea of rewriting history and all the, no, change the stories, change the attitude. Change the attitude. Mm. Yeah. Change the, I, I love the way you said that Victor, Victor and victim. I never, I never heard anybody do anything with those. That's, do those go together? Or they just it just showed up that way. Like big, that's big, <laughs> they're, they're the opposites, right? They're the opposite yeah. side of the coin. Yeah, and, and they spelled it spelled the same way except for the last two words, except for one one letter. Oh. We can be victors or victims. Dang, why so not choose to be a victor, right? Why not right. to find the victory story in in the terrible event? Coin. Find the way that builds you up, right? Ooh. You you talked about it, right? Find mm. the road to love. Yeah. Why not tell the story in a way that leads to love yep. rather than telling the story in a way that leads to hate? Mm. That's big. That mm. is big. Man, while, while you're saying that, I see the coin. On one side, victor. Other side, victim. I see. Now we've coin. made a pie and a coin. Pie we and are, a coin. We are making stuff, man. Come on, man. <laughs> we are product man. producers now. This is something else. Woo. <laughs> All wow. right, so so one of the things that, that another way to help people that to change their stories to to get to another level is mentors. Mm -hmm. How have mentors served Rob, and and how would Rob tell an entrepreneur, you know, find the mentor that that'll take you to the next level? Oh, mentors are everything, uh, every everything, because you success leaves clues. You know, success leaves clues. That's Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins' mentor, and you. You got to follow the trail. I made that part up, you know, success leaves clues. So follow the trail. And you're like, yeah, you should. Um, because 
you know, people, when you get around mentors, they're going to help to shorten your learning curve, right? And help you get through bottlenecks that slow you down. From, it's just helpful. And, you know, we don't know, we don't know what we don't know. And so uh, Napoleon Hill has this thing called invisible counselors. Hmm. And like where he envisions these different people alive, dead, but these people that he uh, respects and then he embodies the attributes and he actually spends time with them. And so I created mine a couple of years ago called my 12. So I have a big round table and I have these 12 are with me and it's been super helpful. And so the big round table on the right is Jesus Christ. Okay. And then Martin Luther King, then Albert Einstein, then Mansa Musa, and then, uh, um, uh, Muhammad Ali and Michael Jackson next to each other. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and Eminem. Okay. That's my round table. And I pull in, I have conversations and I've written down what I get from each of them and what I respect about, we've all been there. And I'm telling you this craziness because it works. Oh, it's not crazy at all. I, <laughs> I love it. So so what you're really doing is tapping into your imagination and you're tapping into the characteristics of each of those influencers that are already inside of you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want to tap, I want, I want you to dig into imagination and, and why imagination is so important for, for an adult, right? We, we, yeah we kind of get our imagination crushed after childhood, right? Somewhere in there, if you're not an artist or a singer, songwriter, painter, you kind of feel like, well, I don't have any imagination. I'm yeah. not very creative. Right. But you're tapping into that creativity and mm. imagination in a powerful way. Oh, so man. Tell me how to dig, how to help somebody dig that out and, and, and believe in their imagination. Oh, that's so good. Listen, I'm so glad you're talking about this because, you know, I think it was Albert, was it Albert Einstein or Walt Disney that said imagination is better, is better than intelligence, mm -hmm. you know, because it really is. And because you can be so intelligent, but be so linear in your thinking and just be locked in that in that lane. But imagination, the reason why it's cool and good, because it literally allows you to open up and be all of you. <laughs> That's what's good about it. You get to become all of you. And that is amazing when you start to realize, oh, and things, the light bulbs and things, as I was saying before, turn on and you keep turning them on and living out yourself. How do you do that? Let your mind free, you know, have no restrictions, you know, think differently. A lot of times we have a certain way of thinking, you know, maybe watch something you haven't, you wouldn't normally watch or read something you wouldn't normally read, go somewhere you wouldn't normally go like, do something different that stretches you right there. And that stretching then kind of with your intentionality of wanting to be more uh, uh, creative, you know, imaginative, that stretching you're doing is like exercise and workout. It works together. And so now you're actually doing the mental, physical things cognitively to prepare yourself to be more imaginative. Okay, now let me simplify that. All right. Just be free. Okay. Do different stuff. Right. You know, uh, brush your teeth with your other hand. Actually, that's helpful, too. It actually rewires different parts of your brain and makes you smarter. But you're like, what does that mean? It's different. And being imaginative and creative is being different and not being afraid to be different. And I'm going to tell you this. You are going to be if in your creative state, in your most creative state as a human, you human, this human, whoever's here listening, talking, listen to me talk. You're in, in your most creative state. You're going to be healthier. You're going to live longer. You're going to make more money. You're going to have better relationships. You're going to, everything, every category is going to be up. Up. Oh, we're going up again. We're going up again. Wait a minute. That's what happens because it allows you to be you. You can be the second best somebody else or the best you ever. Which one are you going to choose? I'm going to be the best me, man. Yeah. <laughs> God, when I'm gonna do. I don't know how to be a second somebody else. I never did. I, I, you know, that wasn't one of the things that plagued me. I had other issues, but that, that was never one. <laughs> <laughs> it was never one. I've got a list too. So, don't <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So let's talk about play and fun. We talk about creativity and imagination. Let's talk about play and fun and their role in your personal development. Oh yeah. Fun. I, fun is, fun is the, is really the foundation of the creativity because you, you feel loose and, and open. Right. So I'm having, we're having fun all the time. I mean, I play with my kids. I thought I get to throw the ball with my son, you know, football. We get to throw the gloves around and, you know, we, we, yesterday we were doing, um, my wife and daughters, daughters, actually, no, Melba wasn't singing this time, but we were doing karaoke, you know, just having fun, man. And I really look forward to it. My wife is a goofball. Like she's just, you know, over the top sometimes actually, but I love her. Right. And she's just open. That's probably why I married her. Not even probably. It's one of the main attributes. She was fun. Right. And so, and at that time, my life wasn't that fun, right? I had started losing some of the fun. Matter of fact, you know, on the scale of one to 10, I'm not sure it made the scale. So when she came in, it was like she was over the top. Praise the Lord. You know, praise the Lord. So, you know, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. I wrote a song called that, actually. And so, point, fun, having a good time, um, doing things that make you smile. You know, smiling. They they finally have let let the studies out, not just from Harvard, but smiling also increases your life expectancy, your well-being, and it releases those chemical properties that allow your immune system to be at its highest potentiality. Just a smile. Yes. Feels good. So do it because it works, not just because, you know, I'm saying it. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. All right. So what was your most memorable date with your wife? Most memorable date with her would have to be when we were playing pool and uh, we were down in D.C. and she was only 20. So we could only go in like one spot and uh, it was a place playing pool. It was the most fun we had like at that stage and where we both probably knew, oh, yeah, we're probably going to do this for a while. You know, it was that. (laughs) Nice. All right. So what do you love to do in your free time? Uh, throw the ball with this guy right here. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Want to work? Okay. Love you. Throw the ball. Uh, karaoke. I mean, sports. Hang up, or hang up with my mentees watching them play sports. So I got I got kids outside of my, my own family that's, you know, close with too. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Rob, what inspires you? What inspires me, and this is probably the first first time I'm ever going to I'm ever saying this because of just now thinking it. I've, I've been inspired by so many things before, uh, but really, what inspires me most is the fact that I know that whatever dream that God has given me can come to fruition. I know that whatever it is I put on my heart to do. I can accomplish. That is the most inter- inspirational idea. The fact that anything that I want to do, I know it can come to pass. If I can think it, I can create it. I want to dilute hunger, homelessness, and poverty. I got a world empowerment plan with all the programs, initiatives, and everything connected. The technology, I mean, it's sick. And I know it's going to happen. From 3D printing homes to 3D printing hearts, I know what's going to happen, and I'm going to be a part of it, and that is inspiring me. So to simplify it, what inspires me is knowing that whatever I want to do is possible. I love it. I love this world empowerment plan. So so let, let me twist that just a little to, to contribution and the power of, of contribution in, in your entrepreneurial world. Say, say, say that again, Robert. The, the power of contribution. Uh, so it's literally what, without it, we die. With it, we thrive, right? It's how nature works collaboratively. Nature works in collaborative ways, why it does so well without us, right? <laughs> and collaborative, when we, when we collaborate, we're able to synergize the energies, right? And if we're vibrating high, all one frequency does that's going high. When the other one high one comes, it just lifts it. So we just keep lifting each other. So collaborating just makes everything better. 
contributing, contributing just makes everything better. Love it. So what's been the blessing of owning your own business, being an entrepreneur and raising your family? The lessons. Yeah. The, the lessons hands down what I've learned. I probably learned more from my nine-year-old than anything in the world, but because she, sh she shows me me in a way that I have to just really take a step back and before I respond. Like, okay. <laughs> I look at life, you know, but everything, it's just the lessons, you know, I, I prayed, you know, I'll tell you this. It was like, um, I asked God for, actually he came to me. It was like, almost like a genie, but it wasn't you know, in blue. And, <laughs> you know, and I got one wish. He said, whatever you want. He said, whatever you want, you get one thing quick, fast, out of my soul came wisdom. I want infinite wisdom. I want more wisdom than ever have been seen possible. I want so much wisdom is overflowing, infinite wisdom, because infinite wisdom produces infinite revenue. And with infinite wisdom, infinite revenue, we can do all the things we were just talking about. Hmm. And I know with wisdom, I'll make all the choices I need to make, even if I make, if, even if I make mistakes. When you have wisdom, you can make it better. So some want money, some want power, some want fame. Give me boatloads coming in by the droves. Wisdom. I breathe in wisdom and breathe out something that's going to be good. <laughs> you kind of already mentioned it, Rob, but I, I want you to describe that big dream one more time for me. What is the that world, big dream? That, that world empowerment plan. So the world empowerment plan, literally, the, if you think about the world, you got health, wealth, education, and the planet. Everything is those four pillars. Those four pillars hold up everything we know. The health of the people, the wealth of the people, the education the people have and have access to, and the planet the people live on. You strengthen those four pillars, you're naturally, you strengthen those four pillars, you're naturally going to dilute hunger, homelessness, poverty, because you're going to be able to work in programs and initiatives and entities who are helping those areas. So it's all about, again, the word collaboration. The reason why we have these so many problems is because there's not enough collaboration. With collaboration, if you got all of the homeless, let's call it food for a second. You got all the food pantries, food banks, churches, initiatives that work, that delivering food in that particular sector, and you connected them all. You gave them the right technology. You allow them to, op to heighten and optimize their operations, which means they'll deliver better, and then they'll be able to support each other. And, and then people who didn't have the food would get it. You know, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I like how you the language you use, like dilute hunger, dilute homelessness, because I think so many people are are stuck on on eliminate, and and Jesus said you will always have the poor among you. Yep. But yep. that doesn't eliminate our responsibility to try to make a difference and nope. and to try to add value to to every person on the planet. And right. so, uh, love that, love yeah, that man. big dream. All right, Rob, you spend an hour having coffee with an entrepreneur and you want to leave him with Rob's words of wisdom. What would you share? Love yourself and love other people. You know, pretty simple. Love yourself. You know, love who you are. Love the person in the mirror. Love everything about what you are because there's nothing like you. There'll never be anything like you. Then love others. Love yourself and love others. Loving others means give. Today is do one give day. It's 28th of, uh, what is this, April. And Global Giving Day, people all around the world are giving to planet, to animals, or to people. We should do that every day. You know, every day should be a global giving day. So love yourself and love others. Man, love that. Rob, thank you so much for taking the time today, hanging out with me, inspiring me, and encouraging me. I appreciate it. I know our audience definitely should be inspired and fired up, and they ought to be out. They ought to be out giving. They ought to be out making a humble pie, and then looking for that. Victor Victim Coin. That's it. I love it, man. Good stuff, man. I appreciate you, brother. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, 
Mary Gall speaks about connection, collaboration, and contribution. She shares about the power of celebration in reprogramming the mind for success. Is your business birthday on your calendar? How are you celebrating it? One of the most powerful ways to find your niche or ideal client is to ask yourself, how do you feel energetically after you've spoken with someone? 